How are you? Hang on, I'm going to stop you there, Raymond. Before we get going on this week's podcast, this is a little reminder, if you wouldn't mind, to rate and review at the end. You can also subscribe so you automatically get our latest podcast the minute we put it up. I think you mean drop. Drop what? <laughs> did you just say drops? Yes, I did. The podcast drops. It's not land. <laughs> no. I always prefer when you say, hit that subscribe button. Well, whatever you do, make it easy on yourself and subscribe. That's better. Hello, you're listening to Jenny and Ray at home. I'm Jenny. I'm Ray. And we're at home. Yes, we are. <laughs> on this very sunny Sunday. Jeez, did you hear that rain last night? Ah, oh, look, come here. Come here, come here, come here. Have a listen to this. Please please don't tell me that you got up in the middle of the night and recorded that because that's a bit mental. Did you? (laughs) Or is that like a recording? What? Explain yourself. Uh, no, yeah, I was listening to that last night and of course uh, my mind drifted down to Strad Valley and to people in tents at Electric Picnic. Me too. Um, and somebody showed me actually um, a video yesterday from Electric Picnic and that was the sound. So I went searching for the sound on YouTube and there it is. Uh-huh. But here's the thing. Yeah. That was listed under sound therapy for study, sleep and massage. Okay. Relax day and night. Hmm. So turn it up there again, let me see. Close your eyes. Imagine a massage. Do you know what? It's very like white noise. I know it's supposed to be rain, but it could be static. And I'm just thinking back to when Kate was a baby. And sometimes if you just turned on the hairdryer, that would put her to sleep. Yeah. And, and like it's that ASMR thing, isn't it? Which I can never remember what no. it stands for, but it's where people listen to sounds and they find it very soothing. In fact, some of them find it very erotic and exciting. Right. But most of them find it soothing. Okay. So they could, for example, listen to somebody eating a banana or something like that. <laughs> no. Jeez. <laughs> or a slurping in, cup of coffee. Yes. <laughs> we had a guy in during the week who's a, a TikTok chef. Like he's hundreds of thousands of followers. Daniel Lambert. Um, he, has, he has a new book out called La- Lush not Lash give it a Lash give it a <laughs> Lush and um, I was watching some of his TikTok videos and he does a lot of that stuff where for example he'd cook a, a roast potato and then he'd scrape the knife off the crispy outside of the roast potato Okay. and then he'd cut down through it and he wouldn't say anything over it he just let the sound sort of happen. speak for itself yeah, yeah. and he then he, sound did, for he actually does refer to ASMR so there, so it's not all bad if you were down to let your picnic. Oh God, <laughs> I, it's so f- funny because I woke up and all I kept thinking of was my niece who was down in an electric picnic. Of course, mm. with everybody else, but I was like, oh my God, imagine after having a really great night and then waking up your tent on your head with water all around you. <laughs> <laughs> it, there is something lovely about it though. Mm, too loud for me, that one now. Is it? Yeah. You see, you can't do this in your tent, but fortunately here we have faders and stuff like that, so you can actually adjust the level of your rainfall to your liking. How How's that for you? It's a bit better. It's pity you didn't tell me you were going to do this, because I have recordings on my phone of when I run through the woods and it rains, sometimes I stop and record. Uh-huh. Oh, we can I like them, that, the, the sound of the water hitting the leaves and the tree. 
Hmm. We have a flat roof in our bedroom, so it's like... (laughs) That's what it's like. Maybe not as bad as I remember when we moved in here first and the first heavy, (laughs) heavy rain. I can't believe we bought this house. I just can't believe it. And I was like, Ray, calm down. (laughs) It's okay, love. Yeah. But there is that thing, you know, you buy a car and you you take it out for a test drive. I, I spent, I spent, buying that camera there, I spent, I'd say about... 20 hours research. Yeah. I watch so many nerdy type guys from America. Like, and I appreciate their nerdiness because they go and nerd out on stuff so I don't have to. Yeah, I love people like that. Yeah. yeah. And they talk you through all the various um, pros and cons of cameras and you end up with the one that suits you. But 20 hours, 20 hours. How many hours do we spend in this house before we bought it? Well, I probably spent more than you did. Yeah, well, but that maximum two hours. No. Bit more than that. Well, not, not too much more, no, but a bit yeah, more than that. Yeah, yeah. A few visits. I know it's mad, isn't it? It is mad. But you know what that is? That's panic. That's panic. And we're back there now when people go to view property because they're panic because they know people are behind them and they're so desperate to get on whatever property ladder they yeah. can even manage to. And it's they're being riled up as well by estate agents going, 56 people have viewed this house. We've already got 25 offers in. And everyone goes, oh, oh. and suddenly it's offers are put in. That's just human nature, you know, if mm. you can. I, I would hate, I would hate. And my heart goes out to anybody who's yeah. trying to get onto the property ladder. Uh, it's It sounds like it's horrific out there. Yeah, it does. We had Maggie Malloy on and Kieran um, from Cheap Irish Houses. Yeah, I heard that. They're still doing that. They go around the country looking for cheap houses. Here's the coincidental thing. They featured a girl called Rachel in the middle who had got a cheap Irish home and done it up. Now, Rachel did an amazing job because Rachel studied art and she's into that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she did amazing work for 15 grand, transformed it completely. Anyway, the reason I'm telling you about this house, which is in Rathangan, is that it is exactly the same as the house that I was brought up in. Well, I must have a look back at that because I heard you say that. I was like, oh, I'll have to see what she did. Yeah, yeah because Kildare County Council, and I, I don't I don't know if it was just, you know, the various county councils, they would have hired an architect to make up a, a blueprint or the drawings for a type of house. Yeah, it's like bungalow bliss. Yes, and then they just yeah. continued to, to build all of those council estates all over the county. Mm. So we were in Kildare. Rachel's house that she bought was in... Um, I think our estate was built in the 1940s. Okay. So that would make it, what, 80 years old, around 80 years old. And they all had massive big gardens, Huge, humongous. So much yeah. so that now there's, it's a two-tier estate. Yeah. Um, development estate. Development. Development. We live in an estate for development. So you have all the original houses, which are, which are uh, semi-detached cottages. Yeah. You wouldn't even call them bungalows. And then in the, the big back gardens... Lots of people have built. Have built. Mm. Most most back gardens have houses in them. Yeah. And they're way bigger. They dwarf the original houses. Well, sure, that's happening all over the place though. Yeah. And a thing I heard not so long ago from an architect was that people don't want gardens anymore. Do they not? Now, when I heard that, I went, yeah, been that told sounds been... like a load of shite to me. Yeah. They're being told they don't need, you don't need gardens. Sure, there's a park up the road. Yeah. No. And they're blame, they blame De Valera, don't they? That he he saw the housing situation down the country and he thought that everybody in wherever they lived, be it you know in Dublin or mm. Dundalk or wherever, deserved a garden 
you know, a house with a garden, yeah. a front garden and a back garden. Yeah, so that's yeah. why they were built like that. The council houses back in the day. That's what they say. Uh, yeah, but but that's that that stinks of somebody yeah. getting the spin on it so that they won't you know tell them they don't need gardens and eventually they'll believe it that they don't need gardens. Now they are. I remember my first house. I I tried and tried and tried to get a maintenance free garden. You know that was I was. <laughs> I I remember you always talking about that. Yeah. That was that house in Sandyford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it got decking, and then the, the, there was uh, you lay down that black stuff. You know the black. It's like sack. And then you put pebble stones on top of that. Mm. Um, yeah. And then there was a bit of a divide and more of that behind. Yeah. Um, but the equivalent nowadays would be fake grass. Fake grass. You know, you yeah. back in the day would have just covered that whole would place I? in fake grass. I don't think I would. I think you would have. No, I think, I think I'm think i I'm more into the aesthetic of it than just putting fake grass down. Okay. Like, that, like if I had children back in the day, probably would have put fake grass down. Right. Because I was, you, I was, you have children now in the day, and you didn't put fake grass. <laughs> yeah, well, I did suggest it. I did suggest yeah, that we, no. we, we we cover an area of the garden in that stuff that you see in in no, playgrounds. So bad for the environment, is it? Yeah, yeah. Everything, no, well, uh, everything you find is bad. For and the I know, I know, I know. You're going to have people now emailing and giving out because they love it. And if you have dogs and kids mucky shoes but mm. sometimes you just got to put up a crap like I'm a clean freak and I am Mrs. Mop I basically just walk around my mop the whole time those dogs coming in traipsing in with the muck but it's worth it like it is worth it rather mm. than having that fake grass like it is terrible oh I don't know I, I'm go- I don't want to, I want to talk about Michael Flatley <laughs> okay Blake Molyneux he's extremely dangerous we must get Victor involved. No one can do what he does. I'm not the man I used to be. The Blackbird is dead. Who I am is none of your concern. And what I do is out of your control. Bless me, Father. For I have sinned. And I'm about to sin again. Which is your favourite line? I think that one. Bless, is it? Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And I'm about to sin again. Bless me, Father, for <laughs> I have sinned. And I'm about to sin again. Classic. Yeah, my favourite is... Who I am is none of your concern. Yeah. <laughs> and what I do is out of your control. <laughs> They're good lines. They're actually good lines. Come on, we've been living in an age of <laughs> Batmans and Marvels and all that, where they all deliver those lines all the time. And when when there's somebody in a mask and he has some sci-fi gun in his hand, it's okay. I am dying to see it. Dying yeah. to see it. I am dying to see the, it. The gas thing is, he's been accused of was it um, ego exploitation? That's I think that's the word he used in one of the papers. Ego exploitation. It's a classic ego exploitation movie. Is he is he exploitation himself? <laughs> his own ego. You exploited your own ego. What? But then we, we watched we watched Top Gun Maverick during the week, and that's a classic case of ego exploitation. Oh, that was so. Can we talk about that as well? Like it's oh, because they're yes, similar in that you have two men who are just in love with themselves. Yeah, um, and they're putting they want to see themselves up on the big screen. Um, and yeah, but you've one of those. Now, excuse me. Okay, fair enough. But one of those is a class A movie star. In the old sense of the word. And Tom Cruise is what? <laughs> <laughs> Head of Scientology. 
I didn't mean that if you're listening, Scientologist, don't come and kill me. Uh, <laughs> no, but he is I know, yeah, a yeah. movie star. Yes. Like when you see him, everyone, I don't no. care. Everyone just goes, oh my God, it's Tom Cruise. Yeah, but did you not get a little bit no. embarrassed for him watching no. that? I, you no. have to have got a no. bit embarrassed Here, for him. picture the scene, right? It's Ray's 58th birthday. And then we're like, oh, okay, you know, after cake and everything, we're going to do movie night. And I go, because I had said to everybody, I am not watching um, the Tom Cruise movie. I'm not watching it unless I go to the cinema. I just said, it's just, it has to be watching cinema. But anyway, we decided we would watch it and put it on. And you and I sat in what would be termed the love seat, which is <laughs> which is a single seat, but it fits too. And it's your birthday. And all I did for the whole movie was, oh my God, Tom Cruise. Oh my God, look how good he looks. He looks so good. You were like, I can't believe it's my 58th birthday and you were just lusting after Tom Cruise. I can't believe you can't see through his ego's ploitative approach to his stuff. Oh, he's just brilliant. Like there was definitely, like remember Miss Ellie in uh, Dallas, Dallas when yeah. they used to put the Vaseline on the lens. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely a bit of that. Doesn't matter. He is 60. He's he 60. 60. Yeah, he's, he's 59, 60. I think. No, he's 60. Is he? And it doesn't matter. He's just brilliant. Like, I know, whatever, like the hair dye and, was, and I, this, that, and the other. So what proud. about when they took off their tops in that scene? That was brilliant. It's normally women oh, that God, happens to. So yeah, when that happened yeah, yeah. to, I was like high fiving myself. <laughs> Go! <laughs> There's something very odd about that, wasn't it? No, it was great. Homoerotic or something? Yeah, no, it wasn't homoerotic at all. Right. It was female erotic. Well, male erotic <laughs> for females. All the blokes running around their tops off playing American football. It was great. And then Tom did a brilliant shot and then he just, you know, because he's the old guy. And then he just kind of waved them off and was sat down smiling at the young guns. You know, maverick. I was so proud of our daughter because all the scenes with the girl, I don't know what Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. Uh, and Kate kept saying, <laughs> this is like a really bad perfume ad, Dad. Yeah, and she, she was, was right. so allergic to her. Yeah, allergic. You were and allergic to her, as but well. it's not her fault. Like that is that. Yeah, like again, that was Tom Cruise and his. I know, but we're twenty twenty two now. Ideal woman. We're twenty twenty two. You know, things have moved on. Oh my God! Would you stop? Are you actually going to start analysing Top Gun like that? That's ridiculous. It's Top Gun. It's Maverick. Okay. It's him getting just, into aircraft, flying around. R- the most ridiculous thing. Like shooting up an area, then managing to get into a hangar, starting a plane, then taking it off with like no engines. <laughs> like it's ridiculous to look for reality there. Well, can I just say yeah. that Michael Flatley and Tom Cruise have more in common that you, than you would like to admit to? I like Michael Flatley. I, I like I really I do love like his him. enthusiasm. I actually like a lot of what he has to say. That he's like, Piss off with your negative vibes. Something that he wants to do. He's loaded. He wanted yeah. to make a movie. It's been a dream for him and his mum. And he did it. Yeah. Loads of people have dreams and they never do anything about it. So everyone laughing and taking the piss, whatever. It's brought enjoyment to a lot of people. And and none of those people have ever made a movie in their lives. Exactly. So well done, Michael Flatley. Yeah. Mind you, I haven't seen it myself. No, either have I. <laughs> But I will see it. I haven't seen it myself, Joe, but yeah. I was speaking to somebody who did. But we will watch it. I can't wait to see it. Uh, will you, and you're, you, will you wait till it's on the telly? Yeah. You, yeah. I yeah. will, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that could be sooner than you think. So that, that, that was that was Blackboard and uh, yeah, my birthday. Top Gun, classic. 
I'm going to go back to the original. You know, he was 24 in the original as well. Oh, we stopped talking about it. Yeah, him. please do. Please Why? do. I, look- I love Tom Cruise. And he, can I just say one more thing about Tom Cruise? He's actually a brilliant actor. Yeah. I know that's kind of slaggable. I really enjoyed it. But think of him in Magnolia. Yeah, like, yeah. amazing. He's a really good actor. He's just kind of stopped that for the last couple of years. He's just having the crack, you know, climbing cliff tops and jumping out of airplanes and all that. But anyway, I love you, Tom. And breaking his ankle. Yeah. Remember that famous time? Yeah. They were shooting mission, one of the Mission, mission Impossibles. Impossible. I think in London because he was on Graham Norton that week after. Yeah. And he was on a wire and everything, but he was jumping from one building to another God, doing his own stunt. And he smacked his so foot off the sore. the edge of the building. Yeah. Fair, fair juice to him. Fair juice to him. He's amazing. What's the first question? So you're coming around. No, I'm not at all. No, you are. No, 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 no. Oh no. my God. So if Tom Cruise was in R and he said, I want Ray Darcy to interview me, you wouldn't have your tongue hanging out like that. Oh, yes. Tom, please. Well, no. No, because what? no, because they'd be stipulating you can't say this Such and you can't say that and you can't ask this and you can't ask that. Sure, when have you ever paid any attention to that? <laughs> Only the last couple of years. <laughs> I remember... Um, Michael Parkinson. You remember moving people remember on. Michael Parkinson? Well, we're not moving on yeah. because we're staying with Tom Cruise. Okay. And uh, Michael Parkinson had numerous books uh, over the years and he always came in to be interviewed by us. It was always the day after he'd done The Late Late Show. So he'd come in on a Saturday morning and we yeah. would interview him. And it was such I a... I have a lovely picture with s- him. Such a privilege to get to talk to him. Yeah. And, and sort of by association then because he had interviewed so many uh, brilliant people over the years. But... Anyway, one particular year, he had just, in the recent past, interviewed Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise had a movie out. And I was intrigued to find out what Tom Cruise was like. Anyway, I I messed it up because the first question I asked him about Tom Cruise was, why didn't you ask him about Scientology? Mm. And he had a well-rehearsed answer. Yeah. And he said to me, there's no point in asking anybody about their religion because it's a dead end. Where do you go from there? So you ask them about why you're a Scientologist. They give you an answer. And what do you say next? Mm. And he said, that's it. And then time to record now, Mr. Parkinson, Mr. Darcy. <laughs> so I didn't really get a chance to talk to him about mm. what Tom Cruise was like. Now, that, that it could have been the case that he was told, don't ask him about Scientology. And he had to oh, yeah, rationalise. Yeah, I'd say 100%, that's the case. 100%, yeah. yeah. Anyway, there's, there, there you are. What the hell is that now? That's, imagine if, you know. Is that Blackbird? That's the end of Blackbird. If you're going around and going every time you just went. Dramatic pause. I'm not the man I used to be. I'm not Jenny. the man I used to be. Jenny. I'm not the man I used to be. I'm not the man I used to be. I'm not the man I used to be. None, he, of, us, none of us are the people we used to be. Of course we change constantly. We're constantly yes. changing. People don't like to think about that. People think, in general, that they remain the same. You know, that there is a core self that remains the same until they die. I don't know. Well, there are. Soul. But there are, um, there are elements of you that uh, remain throughout your life. What are they? Well, personality traits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. even those change. No, they do change and they mellow or they, 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 uh, they become stronger. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but they, they continue on. Like, for example, if you are an outgoing, gregarious, extroverted person. Loads of people change and become more introverted the older they get. Yeah. I'm just going to contradict everything you say because I'm disagreeing with you. Because yeah. I don't think that we, we think we stay the same 
but we don't. We're constantly changing. But if we think we are something, are we not that thing? No. I'm really? Re- yeah, I'm reading Henry Marsh's new book at the moment. He's the neurosurgeon. Yeah. It's um, called And Finally. So I'm gathering from that it's his final book. He's been diagnosed with what? Um, prostate cancer. Right, which is curable enough. No, but the opening of the book is him saying he ignored symptoms for years and years, thinking as this great surgeon that he would never be a patient, that he would always be other. So he's kind of admitting to the fact that he left it too late. Right. Mm. A cautionary tale for us all. Yes. But I love Henry Marsh. You do? Yeah. <laughs> and Tom Cruise and Rick Stein and uh, your man Fox. What's his name? Michael J. Fox. <laughs> oh my God, I have to tell you about that. So we're doing a bit of a clear out in my mum's house at the moment. So obviously you're finding all stuff from your youth. And I've told you before, and I don't know whether you believe me, but that I had just myself at home, not for anybody else. I did a project on Michael J. Fox. So I'd cut out, you know, anything I saw in the newspaper, any magazines, and I had like his picture and they were all put in those old, do you remember the sticky ones that you used to put your photographs in, the photo albums? Like you'd have to pull the page, stick it in and pull it back down again. Do you know? Do you Couldn't know the afford ones? them. Couldn't afford them. Oh my God. That one is one thing that will never change about you. Anyway, so when was doing the clear out, what did I find? But parts of that, I don't know where the whole project is, but my Michael J. Fox project. So you did Pictures a project. Yeah, for myself. For yourself. Yeah. You didn't have to do it for school. No. It wasn't part of a youth project. No, it was just because I loved him so much. And, and I wanted to kind of put all the but, things I had about him in one but place. But that's a scrapbook. So like that, That's it not was a, a project, really. It, it, it was kind of more like a project, but it was a scrapbook. Yeah, you'd be right. But Did you it, generate it, There information? was a beginning and end. Okay. Do you know, it went from Canada all the way up, you know. Like, so, well, end there wasn't because he was, I was only 50 or 14, no, 13. I don't know. Couldn't be 15. That's a bit embarrassing. No, but 13. <laughs> you have a type, don't you? Sort of <laughs> Is that a type? Full head of hair, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Boyish looks. Michael J. Fox, Tom Cruise. I never thought about it. Not really, really Rick Stein now, but. I never, I never Michael thought, Palin. I never thought I had a type. I never thought I had a type. Uh, yeah. No. Right. Do you know the way songs stick in your head? What are they called? Earworms. That's it, earworms. Um, this one. On another love, another love Oh my tears being used all On another love, another love Oh my tears being used all Lovely. Isn't it? Mm. You know that's, that's nearly 10 years old. Is it? Yeah. And it's still knocking around the, the charts. Yeah, but it's fab. Over a billion people have streamed at Tom O'Dell. I only copped the lyrics during the week. See, I don't listen to lyrics. Do you not? You know me. Because it's another love, another love. I just thought, you know, he's talking about, you know, some other love, which yeah. he is, of course. Okay. But the, the line is, I have used up all my tears on another love. Oh. So another love is the, is the end of the sentence. So is it like unrequited love? Is it? Must be, yeah. Because he, like he's saying, I've, I've nothing, no more tears to shed. Yeah. Because I've used them all up on another love. Yeah. Um, and of course it builds up and then he curses and it's like, Argh! there's a lot of, Argh! I'm going to have to listen to it again now. Yeah. I love the way the music's working. I, I know I say this on a regular basis, but okay. I love the fact that because that's such a good song, although it's been around for nine years, nearly 10 years, 
people are still finding it and people are still listening to it on a regular basis. Mm. And that, that sort of, um, the way the music uh, business used to work was that they delivered our stuff and we had to listen to it within a certain window of opportunity and then it was sort of gone, gone. and moved on. Mm. And it doesn't happen like that. Now, of course, that makes things very difficult for new acts mm. to break into that because they're competing against Tom O'Dell from nine years ago with a classic song or Kate Bush from 40 years ago. It was all so much easier back in the day. Top of the pops. Everything was easier. That was it. Yes. You know, you got into the top 10. What's classic? Number one this week. That was it. Yeah. And that was your number one. End of. Yeah. Like, what do they do now? They just go, it's downloads, is it? People don't even no, care. The, the, it's not even every week, is it? Well, it, is it? What they do is they now try and um, amalgamate all the various ways you can consume your music. And sales account for a very small part of that. So there'll be sales, streams, downloads. That's, I think that's it. St- sales, streams, downloads. Yeah. Okay. And there's loads of listening services. So you have Tidal and Spotify, and then you can download on Apple and blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's complicated. Well, by all accounts, talking about musicians, Dermot Kennedy was supposed to be amazing. Yes. Down the electric picnic. Yes. Like amazing. <laughs> we were going to play some Dermot Kennedy. I was going to. I, was, I didn't have time. I was going to put a Dermot Kennedy song in in the distance behind that. I feel like saying at the end there, "You made me look bad, and that's not good," or whatever. The that's from a movie called Fatal Deviation. Fatal Deviation. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> that's may, up there another classic that's a classic line you made me look bad and that's not good you delivered by Mikey Graham from Boyzone and that's not good that's a great line as well classic <laughs> classic line there you go <laughs> anything else to say oh um, will, I, will I tell them about Clontarf Bath oh yeah yeah you well, you know more about it than I do, so you you tell them, and I'll fill in my little my little. Well, bit. if you were listening last week, and we were telling you how Rain is swimming adventures over the summer, and how much he loved it, and then his birthday was coming up, and I was like, hmm, how can he continue on with this swimming love back in Dublin? And then I wanted to go to Clontarf Baths, which only opened what a few years now, but you couldn't get in there for a swim. But now if you do lessons up there or if you're part of a club, you can get in. So I was looking online and Swim Ireland do kind of beginner lessons up there. So I booked you in for four and you had your first one on Saturday. So Mm. you headed off in the pissing rain on Saturday. Once you're wet, you're wet. Yeah, for a 9am lesson. But no, tell them about Clontarf Baths. I don't know the history of it. But your people know what the baths that, that, are. I don't think everybody does. Ah, they do. No, I wouldn't have known. In England, they call them lidos, don't yes. they? Um, yeah, well, I just know the Dunleary baths, so it would be the equivalent. So it was the place where everybody came. They were able to sea swim without actually being in the sea. So they were open pools with seawater. Right. Yeah. So they're by the sea and they yeah. section off, is it? Not the it's a pool. Of... It's a pool by the sea, Outdoor. but it's filled with outdoor. Outdoor God, yeah. Yeah, and filled with sea water. Water, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there used to be one in Black Rock. There was the one in Dunleary. Yeah. There was Clontarf. I don't know if there there was another one. Uh-huh. And they were amazing places to go and they were so loved and so used. So when I heard Clontarf baths were opening, I was so excited because just dying to get up there. And then for the last couple of years, you couldn't get in. It was so annoying. So they've got this fancy new restaurant there overlooking the pool. But then the pool wasn't open to the public. 
So that has been driving me mad. And so then what they decided to do um, this August is that they opened it up for some public swims. I think they were two hours and it was 10 quid or something to get mm-hmm. in. Mm, 10 quid, I don't know. I think that's a bit steep myself. But anyway, um, so they're hoping if August went well that they're going to try to open it to the public, which they should. It should be open to the public. Yeah, yeah. Great facility. It's it's um, It didn't quite suit me Um but I'll work on it. I'll work on it. You're going to go back? I'll go back next week. Yeah. yeah. Well, if I went yesterday morning, yeah. like, like it was a horrible morning. I know. Like it was dark and it was raining and it was it was coldish um, mm. and I, I survived it. <laughs> um, different than, than, you know, been on your holidays and... Uh, In the sea. At the your, sea, sea. At, at your leisure, yeah. yeah. Di- different experience different completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, more boot camp-like. yeah. Which is which is fine because there's a lot of people there, um, and like just people. I, I just love watching people. But you, that you can be arrested for that. <laughs> you need to get yourself some of those Google glasses. Yeah. Then nobody can tell. No, but it's it's the way people you know people with various you know hats and goggles and and wetsuits and how they get in and out of them and all that. So I'll be I'll be going back to that anyway, and and you got me Pilates as well. You're trying to get me out of the house, obviously. Uh, sea swimming on a Saturday morning, and then Pilates. and then I got you Pilates. <laughs> yeah, no, these are the things Joey that you Pilates. these are things that you love to do, yeah. but you don't do them. Yeah. So I'm making you do them because yeah. you love doing them. And get me out of the house. No, thank you very much. I really I'll just do remind you to you the things that I love, which I've been telling you about for eight thousand years. And you know, like yeah, Wimble- do Wimbledon, Wimbledon, yeah, bit of pottery, Rick Stein, go over no, the pottery. The pottery is new. Enough now. The pottery is just recent. Anyway, Padstow. I wouldn't mind going over there. You right. Know? Okay. Just, just remind me of the few yeah, things. Yeah. I've reminded you about for. Okay. Twenty years. I think that's time to say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. We will, of course, be back next week. But if you would like to hit that subscribe button, we'd appreciate it, and you can tell your friends we're here. See you next week. Mind yourselves. On another love, another love, oh my tears. Be used all on another love.